Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an up front price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Record-setting day, Wednesday in the Herd. Not for me, for LeBron. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Hurt. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1. Quite a night. Last night, records being broken in Los Angeles. Feel a little different. A lot of stars out last night. J-Mac is joining me alongside, as always. Uh, it was a fun night, beginning to end. Watch the whole thing. Bad team, great player. <laughs> Extremely disappointing ending for the Lakers. It's... Collins, they don't make a move this week to get rid of some of those point guards who don't know how to throw a pass. I think LeBron's going to lose his mind there in yeah. L.A. Let's talk about, for the next 10, 12 minutes, let's talk about LeBron. So this is the way sports works, right? There's winners, there's losers, we have standings, uh, your first place, last place, greatest this, greatest that. Uh, I can play along. Uh, Michael Jordan had the most uh, dominant stretch ever. Shaq was the most physically dominant player, along with Wilt. Uh, I think Magic had the greatest personality, the most fun basketball player of my life. I think Steph revolutionized the game. We don't do this in other businesses quite nearly as often. For instance, in Hollywood, who's the best director? Well, Spielberg does the blockbusters, and James Cameron, he does like the sci-fi thing, and then Scorsese does the mob flicks. 
They don't do it in tech either. Everybody's a specialist. He's best at this. He's best at AI. He's best at the phone. But in sports, this is just what we do. Greatest, worst, first, last. So I'll play along. Um, LeBron James, capped it last night, has had the greatest career in the history of that orange round ball. That's the greatest career. Productivity, titles, longevity, impact. That is the greatest career in the history of a game they've been playing a long time. And it was also the earliest it was spotted. Yeah, Joe Dumars, great player for the Pistons, former GM of the Pistons, was asked back in like 2000 who was going to be the first pick in the NBA draft. And he said if you asked every single GM today, they would take a high school kid. He's playing in Akron, Ohio. He would be, as a sophomore, the number one pick in the NBA draft. That's why Tiger Woods and LeBron, that's who I really compare him to. They were spotted at 10 and 11 years old, completely separated from their peers at 12 and 13, and were stars by 15. ESPN was televising LeBron's high school games. I mean, it'd be like if Macaulay Culkin became Tom Cruise. You'd expect missteps, right? I mean, Hollywood devours 90% of child stars, and Tiger Woods has had several missteps, as much as I love his game. Not LeBron. It's been masonry. Every year, dedicated, head down, working. But Colin, there was the decision. Really? Still got you worked up? Get a therapist. The China conversation or comment, really angry about that? My guess is you're angry about a lot. 38-year-old LeBron, since 10 to 11 years old, like Tiger Woods, was spotted and identified. And from that day forward, he has separated from his peers. Last night at Crypto Arena, boy, has the world changed. LeBron was easily, in year 20, the best player on the floor. Oh, I know y'all love that kid for OKC, but does he have LeBron's leadership? I mean, last night was a classic Laker night. Anthony Davis checked out, emotionally remote. Didn't even stand for the moment. Seemed annoyed after. That's That's now what LeBron plays with. Westbrook had a million turnovers, and the Lakers, in the end, couldn't defend, couldn't make a stop, and lost as LeBron was setting the all-time scoring record. Easily the best player on the floor. It's got a Tom Cruise feel to it, and since we're close to Hollywood here, Tom Cruise now is a brand. There's two things that get people consistently to the theater, Marvel movies and Tom Cruise. And there's very few things I see the ratings that get people to a TV set with the NBA, and LeBron's one of them, the Warriors the other. To be this great... This long, this relevant, in a completely distracted era where virtually everybody not named Phil Knight was on their phone during the moment is remarkable. And the pressure that has devoured Hollywood stars, people in other industries, all over sports, has never gotten in the way. Simply motivated and elevated the king. It is the greatest basketball career beginning to end, and the end isn't that close.
I'll get to that in a second. Here was LeBron after. It's been like one of the great rides at Cedar Point in the sense that, you know, your stomach drop at times, you're excited, you're yelling, sometimes you can't hold your, you can't, you can't breathe, you, but you always want to do it again, you know, and um, it's been a pleasure and, and, a, and an honor so far um, in my career. I wanted to give praise to everyone that came before me. I wanted to acknowledge that I, I'm a historian of the game, but I didn't want to emulate nobody. I wanted to be myself. And, um, you know, if you stay true to yourself, I think you always feel better about the outcome, win, lose, or draw in life. So, um, but it's been great. It's been great. And uh, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. Let's talk about that. So it was an authentic moment, right? He had practiced the hook shot. I saw it on my phone up to the game. He'd practiced a running hook in the lane as if a tip of the cap to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sitting courtside. But instead, he went with a shot he's hit (laughs) many, many times, the fall away, the fade. Here it was for those who didn't catch it live. Coming to the end of the third quarter, LeBron James, a shot in history. You know, it's interesting as I watch that, the struggles through all of our life change, right? You're in your 20s. It's about, you know, finding some professional success. And then maybe as you get late 20s, early 30s, you want to find that special person. Then it's about kids. And then it's LeBron's interesting. He wanted to prove to everybody a kid from Akron could be great. We're way past that. He wanted to prove he could win titles. We're way past that. He wanted to prove he could have a brand and become a mogul. We're way past that. And I'm watching that last night. There's only four teams after the loss last night that are inarguably worse than the Lakers in the entire league. And that's with one of the top five players, LeBron James. Charlotte is, Detroit is, San Antonio is, Houston is. Feels like they're all tanking. So this season, realistically... From the very beginning to the smart people who follow this game, I mean, nobody thought the Westbrook thing was going to work. Come on. This season's been about LeBron and the record. And he's not really a scorer first, although he now, ironically, is the all-time scorer. So, like, Anthony Davis seemed to be, like, perturbed by it. But what's interesting now, and the struggle for LeBron now is very personal. You could put him on the Warriors tomorrow. They would win the title. You could put him on the Celtics tomorrow. They would absolutely win the title. You could put him on Milwaukee tomorrow with Giannis, Middleton. They'd run away with the title. And I actually believe he could go back to Cleveland with that team, with a bunch of good players, and they would certainly fight for it. The Lakers front office will not fix this mess. They've been bad for nine of the last ten years. And nothing ever ends perfectly. Brady this last year got kind of choppy in Tampa. Ali, Favre, Tiger, it never ends perfectly. Nobody gets the best start LeBron, the longest, most productive career LeBron, and a perfect ending LeBron. It just doesn't work that way. This is about as elegant as it it looks. 
that he is still a dominant scorer, stacking records, beautiful family, loving Los Angeles, business is humming, and there's always the but. But this team stinks. It doesn't work. Can't turn this thing around. They got no assets. So the struggle now for LeBron is the same one Tom Brady goes through. Man, if you put me on the 49ers tomorrow, I could win another ring. And for LeBron, I go play for nothing in some of these places and win another ring. But what does he have to prove? I think that's the struggle for greatness. Tom Brady will be able to sling it in, eight, in his 50s. <laughs> LeBron, easily the best player on the floor. Can't hand check. He's just bigger, stronger. Nobody can stay in front of him. He can bully ball it to 27 a night. What do you do? Here was LeBron on the moment and the night. I write that man in the arena on my shoe every single night from Theodore Roosevelt. And um, tonight I actually felt like I was like sitting on top of the arena tonight. Uh, when that shot went in and, and the, the roar from the, from the crowd, everything just stopped and, you know, and it gave me an opportunity just to kind of like embrace it and look around and seeing my family and seeing the fans and seeing my friends. And it was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. You were watching it and you were thinking what I was thinking. You could put him on like five teams and he could win more championships. As he said once in Miami, not one, not two. You put him in Milwaukee, he'd probably get three. Greatness, that becomes the struggle. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. As I was talking earlier, there's a lot of different impacts a lot of different players have had. Um, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird kind of to a large degree, saved the NBA. I mean, it would have kept going, but you forget years and years ago, pre-Magic and Bird, there were a lot of playoff games that were on tape delay after the 11 o'clock news. I'm not lying. It's true. A lot of empty arenas. NBA had a bad, negative reputation. And then Magic and Bird came in, made us love the game again. Corporate America came rolling in. Arenas were full, and the league took off. Uh, Michael Jordan made the league global. Um, I would say LeBron carried the league for 15 years when it didn't really have a direction. It needed a guide. Eastern Conference was mostly awful. LeBron got to the finals virtually every year. And then Steph Curry revolutionized it by making the three ball analytically the shot to take. Uh, LeBron also empowered players to a new level. And that's where I think LeBron and Michael, we always talk about their differences, and they truly have different games. I always think LeBron is like 30% Magic Johnson. He'll give you whatever you need. Magic Johnson plays the Sixers in a final. Kareem gets hurt. He plays center, scores 42. Magic could give you 28 points. He could give you 20 assists, 20 rebounds. He could play center. He could play guard. And that's why I've called LeBron James numerous times the Swiss Army knife of basketball. He can do anything. Michael was a scorer and a guard. LeBron can guard all five positions in his prime. He once took Derrick Rose, a tiny lightning-quick guard, out of a series in the fourth quarter. LeBron can do anything, and Magic could do it, but LeBron's a bigger, stronger, more athletic player. But where Michael and LeBron have a lot in common is greatness creates imitators, and most fail. So pre-Michael Jordan, big guys, it could be Mikan, it could be Wilt, it could be Kareem, big guys or, or, or you know, bigger players, the post usually led to dynasties. Russell had 11, right? And then Michael came in and it's like suddenly, no, we're going to lead this dynasty. The centers are mostly going to be forgettable guys. Uh, the point guards are going to be forgettable guys. It's going to be a wing player and he can score 60 on any night. And he took over the league for 10 years. Right? Like, Magic was a point. Uh, Larry Bird was more of a center with McHale. And then here comes this wing guy. He's going to take over the league. And then all of a sudden, that spawned a decade of guards who were smaller than Michael and not as gifted, thinking they could shoot their way to a championship. Um, Marbury and Stevie Francis and Iverson, and they all failed. Uh, they all could have been better had they been truer to who their position really needed them to be, which is distributor first, scorer second. But they took a lot of bad shots. They were hard to play with. Only Kobe Bryant, who was equally at times hard to play with, pulled off the Michael game. They even early sounded alike. I mean, he was doing an imitation, and he got close, but he was never quite as good or as strong physically as Michael. Well, LeBron did the same thing. His was off the court. LeBron was empowering the athlete, that the player was more important than the owner, the GM, and the coach, and he was fond of saying it or at least illustrating it. So LeBron spawned a generation of imitators in mobility, and it hurt Kevin Durant's career, and it hurt Carmelo's career, 
and James Harden bouncing around. They grow up with LeBron, play around LeBron, see this mobility and think, hey, if I go, the championships will follow. None are as good as LeBron. None have the leadership qualities of LeBron. None have the ability to see around the corner quite like LeBron. And nobody's really gotten close to it. In fact, the players now who are really running the league have done the opposite of LeBron. They're true to themselves. Steph Curry, Giannis, they've stayed home. Dwayne Wade in his career, he stayed home. Build a fortress. You come to me. I'm not going to you. So with greatness comes imitation, and with imitation comes failure because very, very few people <laughs> even come close to stacking up to Michael Jordan or LeBron. They have that in common. Their games are different. Their personalities are different. Um, and I think that's what makes basketball great. Dirk Nowitzki's game looks nothing like Karl Malone's, looks nothing like Kareem's, looks nothing like Duncan's. I love the fact that LeBron and Michael – the two best players I've ever seen play have completely, really completely different games and mindsets. They just see the game differently. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Nothing like some Jordan-LeBron sparring during Super Bowl week. It's been a great week, huh? Yeah, the Kyrie Irving deal. LeBron setting a record and the Super Bowl this week, Colin? I don't know why this is, but in the last several years, it used to be we're headed to Phoenix after the show today, so we'll be on the air tomorrow with our awesome set for Fox. But it used to be you would just go for the week to Super Bowl week. But years ago, I had discussions with the guys upstairs at Fox, and I said, you know, the truth is, for some weird reason, Monday and Tuesday, there's always huge basketball news. I think one year Blake Griffin got traded or mm. something. And I'm like, it doesn't really heat up until Thursday at the Super Bowl. So why rush there? Let's stay home. And as it is, last night on a Tuesday night, Wednesday today, basketball and LeBron James take center stage. That's a good point. You know, the NFL takes that extra week off between conference championships Super Bowl. NBA would just be smart to schedule great games, trade deadline, all that stuff in that week where there's Absolutely. a vacuum Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's start with the NFL. Brady, um, oh, not Tom Brady, I'm sorry. Uh, the Chiefs and Eagles, obviously Sunday in the Super Bowl. Eagles defensive end Brandon Graham spoke at Media Day yesterday about the prospect of facing Patrick Mahomes. Here's what he said. You got to take your shot. You can't play scared. You see, when teams play that way, he carves you up. So I'll take my shot, and if he makes a play, well, he gets paid too. <laughs> okay. All right. Brandon Graham. Uh, Pat, by the way, Andy Reid said Patrick Mahomes is about as healthy as he can be. Um, so it sounds like Mahomes' ankle is not an issue anymore. Well, it certainly wasn't an issue against Cincinnati. You could yeah. tell he wasn't 100%, whereas Jalen Hurts' issue is health. I didn't think he looked like the same player. Mahomes was great. I didn't think Jalen Hurts was even good against San Francisco. So the mystery in this whole thing is Jalen Hurts. The entire game comes down to, do I get the pre-injury Jalen, that's one quarterback, or the post-injury Jalen Hurts who doesn't throw to his right and isn't hitting deep balls? That's a totally different Jalen Hurts. And this Hurts. is what makes the NFL so tough to gamble on. Uh, Absolutely nobody knows. I don't care like if you're putting a million dollars on the game because you have inside info. Nobody can know how healthy Jalen Hurts is, right? Heading into the game, like, is he 90%? 95? 100? Yeah, Mahomes is 90, but it's not going to affect his game because it didn't two weeks ago. Right. Jalen Hurts, if you go back to pre-Jalen and post-injury, 
Cowboys. Not the same quarterback. They're not the same team. Hasn't looked the same. Hasn't. I, I believe we'll be seeing a healthy Hurts. That's my okay. gut, gut right. anyway. All right, now let's get to Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. They had a great rivalry. This is interesting, Colin. So back in 2012, um, Manning had the decision to maybe head to the NFC, get away from Brady and Belichick. Well, uh, Peyton Manning went on the Let's Go podcast with Tom Brady and said he stayed in the NFC for one reason, for Tom Brady. Now, I've never told anybody this, but Tom was a big reason why I decided to stay in the AFC after I left the Colts. I mean, I easily could have gone to a couple of NFC, NFC teams, but I thought, no, look, I played against Tom a bunch and the Patriots, and eventually you're going to have to play him at some point. Even if you go to the AFC and you make the Super Bowl, uh, you're probably going to play them. I said, you know, let me at least try to earn it in the AFC, you know, seeing them in the playoffs. And so um, I enjoyed those games. I enjoyed that rivalry. And so um, that was actually one of the reasons I decided to stay in the AFC in Chapter 2 for me. You know what? And the truth is, at least Peyton staying in the AFC had a chance to play Tom at home. If you go to the NFC, the only chance to play Tom would be in a neutral field. So Tom was never quite as great if he had to face Peyton on the road or go to Denver. or So his reasoning makes a lot of sense. If I'm going to have to face Brady eventually, at least give me a chance to play him inside at my place. I'm going to quote the immortal Ric Flair, a wrestler. To be the best, you got to beat the best. <laughs> and I, I, I'm with Peyton Manning. Right? I want the challenge. I want to face the best. I don't want to run from adversity. <coughs> Derek Hart. <coughs> Derek Carr sounds like he's going to the. Uh, uh, there's some Saints chatter. He's running away from Mahomes and Herbert and uh, Russell excuse, Wilson. Excuse me. The Raiders are That's getting true. rid of him. But Derek Carr could go to the Jets. Der- the Jets are open a car, but it sounds well, how, like how Carr. You, how do you know he's not going to the Jets? I hope he is. I hope he discusses it. But he, I would be happy if he did. So you you always want to face the best, right? You you no no. I mean, I, if, I I want all my oh, competitors to be sick the week I'm on the air. Come on, you <laughs> want the time slot up against oh, whoever no, the best I, is. You want to go head to head. I'm fine. My Come I'm on. doing fine. Cowherd's a competitor. All right. Final story. Uh all right. Here we go. <laughs> this is going to be a tough one, Cowherd. So following the trade of Kyrie Irving, right? Kevin Durant and the Nets have reportedly been in talks regarding the direction of the franchise and whether they can contend. So far, Brooklyn has insisted they have no intention of trading Kevin Durant. But according to Brian Windhorst of ESPN, some teams are unwilling to engage in trade talks with the Nets because they don't want to help them retain Kevin Durant. There's a lot. There's a big market for Durant out there right now. Obviously, he's better than Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving had a limited market. Yeah, there's like six to ten of teams course. that would go after I Kevin would, Durant. I would absolutely go after him. I mean, I, I'm dead serious on this. If if I know Chris Middleton's had some injuries. If tomorrow the Bucks said we'll take KD and we'll give you Ingles and Chris Middleton, I'd do it tomorrow. Because but Chris Middleton's had some injuries. He's getting up there in age. I think he's got a contract yeah. coming up. No, I mean I. To me, the Warriors are the great example. The Bucks are a little like the Warriors. They won without KD. They would dominate with KD. And then they'd probably win another title if KD left. But if you're Milwaukee and sitting there, Chris Middleton's a real all-star level player. And, I'll, you know, I'll throw in draft picks. I mean, to, I, to me, the, I mean, Bucks, sure. What about the Celtics? Yeah, but Celtics Jalen Brown, but 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 bring on Kevin Durant. But it's different. Milwaukee's already won. Okay, they, so they beat Phoenix, and they didn't well, even have to beat LeBron well, in the they, finals. They, they, they or Kawhi won. Leonard. They're more willing now 
to break the band up and go on a two or three year run. Whereas Boston, we've been in this Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown thing. We're inches away. You gonna blow it up? 35 year old guy banged up. Like I think Milwaukee's got the ring. Now do a Golden State. Hey, why everybody's chasing us, we're gonna add something and separate again. By the way, if Milwaukee Boston played today, it's a go either way series. Durant in, Middleton out. It's not a go either right. way series. It is over. But we're seeing Golden State here struggle this year trying to elongate that window with all the young guys. It's not working. Maybe you take a chance. Durant's 34, 35 in September. Like, he's going to put somebody over. Like, if the Golden State Warriors got Durant, boom, they're the team to beat. We would agree. Right? Well, of course. Yeah. So is Milwaukee. In, in Milwaukee, whoever gets Kevin Durant this week would be the team to beat. I don't think that's much of an argument. So Memphis Grizzlies add Kevin Durant. But they, I don't see Memphis, it happening. Memphis is like Boston. They don't have the ring. A lot of times, you have this plan. You want to see the plan through. So Milwaukee didn't want a title. Golden State's won titles. I think once you get the bag in the ring, you're more willing to say, okay, what are we waiting for? Our plan worked. We all got the ring. Now let's take a big swing and do something you... Boston's still in that, we want to prove that this thing works and we're going to see it through, and that's wonderful. But Memphis, same thing. We've drafted well, great roster, John Morant. They may not be willing to move. They want to show everybody that we don't need to do that yet. Mm. All right, so from Brooklyn's point of view, Colin, listen, he's 34 years old. Why would you hold on to Kevin Durant? You're not winning anything this year with him. And then say, oh, we'll trade him in the offseason? That doesn't make sense. I keep reading, oh, well, the Nets, nobody's going to their games because they lost Kyrie and Kevin Durant's hurt. Who cares about that? You need to start rebuilding for the future. I I think it would be foolish to hold on to Durant. No? You're not... Where are you going in the playoffs with KD this year? Maybe the second round? It depends on what I can get back. I agree. Listen, you went with a big star route. Harden, Simmons, Kyrie, KD. It got you nothing. It's gotten you nothing. Simmons, by the way, is a complete nothing burger. Oh, gosh. Nothing. People don't bang on Kyrie. At least Kyrie on nights can be dominant. Simmons is a disaster. So I'll I'll toss in a last one um, because you alluded to it in the open. So Anthony Davis did not look happy last night. No, no, no. On the Lakers bench. Strangely depressed. His post-game press conference was brutal. He was angry. Colin, I've asked a lot of people already via text message, like, what's going on? What's this about? He couldn't have been unhappy that the shine was on LeBron. That does not explain an entire arena jubilant, and he's just sitting there ticked. I almost wonder, is there some Anthony Davis trade talk that he's been made aware of in the next 48 hours? Could Anthony Davis get shipped somewhere? By the way, it's very. I didn't bring this up because I thought it was a bridge too far. But when I watched his post-game presser, it is shockingly agitated. Yeah. He's Here, a, here's the video. Look, look at him just sitting there. He's not happy. And you know LeBron ultimately pulls the strings. What if, and this is a hyper what if, the Lakers have looked around. And there's nothing for Westbrook. We can't get any jack squat for Patrick Beverly. You know who we can get something for? AD. Anthony Davis. And he's always hurt. You know do, there was a... Do that, we take a big... Can I say big ass on the air? Big ass swing for Anthony. I, Anthony Davis for Kevin Durant. Time out. What did I say in the offseason? You were on this earlier. I was yeah, on I get rid of AD before he gets hurt again. I would trade AD tomorrow now, to get if you're pieces. the Nets, Anthony Davis is someone you can at least build around. Like, he can take a team to the playoffs. Plus, he's more of an East Coast player. Was in New Orleans, Kentucky. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, at this point, Lakers should consider basically everything they have. Every piece of ammo. Except LeBron. Yeah. This team is... There's only four teams in the league worse than the Lakers this morning. 
Like, stop pretending they're going to be a playoff team. They're terrible. It's LeBron and nonsense. Move stop. Does, does that make any sense? Like, yes. What, Anthony Davis, something's up. And it can't just be, oh, it, everybody's cheering for LeBron. That does not explain his reaction. No, I. It, it was, listen, it was all over the internet. And then I, that was before the post-game presser. Yeah. And you watch that and you're like, oh, he's ticked off. So, something's happening behind the scenes. Yes. And yeah. something that he's been made aware of and is not happy. May, may, now, it could be a personal thing. But I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe there's but some But he was personal. totally uh, emotionally, completely um He checked remote. out. He checked, checked out. out. Yeah. Checked out last night. Interesting. I thought him and LeBron were tight. I mean, he only brought... Hey, listen. LeBron brought him out here to... Got him a title, okay? Let me just say this. LeBron moved off D-Wade and didn't give him a heads up. You don't think he'd move off AD? He moved off D-Wade, his great friend. And D-Wade's like, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. You don't think he'd move off AD? In a minute. And I don't blame him. LeBron's held up his end of the bargain. He remains great, a workaholic... Totally focused, unbelievable shape. It's AD that's not held up his end. He hasn't put the time in. It's not personal. It's business. And, uh, you know, Mike Muscala of OKC outscored him. Anthony. Outplayed him. Outscored him. Outshot him. Something's up. J-Mac with the perceptive news. (laughs) Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd So I I remember, uh, I was years ago, I was over to the other place. And I remember, do you guys remember this? So Randy Moss played and was great for a couple years for the Patriots. And there was a Monday night football game. Now, I'm a little fuzzy on this. I swear it was a Monday night football game against Miami, the Dolphins. I could be wrong. But um, they didn't target Randy Moss. I think he had like two targets. And you remember Randy Moss in New England where, I mean, he was literally uncoverable. And it was a Monday night game against rival Miami. And the Patriots targeted him like once or twice. And the next day I went in the air, because I, I, I thought, this is a big swing by me. But I said, something's up. It's not that um, he, and, he and Brady yelled or screamed. He was not even in the game plan. He was clearly, those coaches decided, we're out. We're not, we're not target. And Randy was unbelievable. And I said on the air, I said, something's up. And people, that was when people would email a show and call a show. It's terrible, crazy, take it, crazy. And it wasn't long after that, they gave him his papers. Bye-bye, Randy Moss. So the Anthony Davis thing, where it sounds kooky, reminds me of that. I'm watching the body language of Moss and being like, something's up here, man. They didn't, they, they didn't, he's not part of the game plan. I'm watching the body language, the post-game presser of Anthony Davis, and um, here it was. Thanks, guys. They looked it up. Randy Moss, Monday night, week four, 2010, one target, last game of the Patriots. Thanks, guys. And I remember I got crap the next day. Oh, I don't even think people used the term clickbait at the time. Oh, clicky. I'm like, nah, that's different. That's different. That thing last night, now if it's a personal issue, are bad. But it was all over the internet, and then I saw the post-game, Anthony Davis. Something's not right. I don't know what it is. Hope, hope it's not a family thing. But it was just really noticeable. And, and I again, I, I thought LeBron and AD were tight. That was my interpretation. It's always been my interpretation. They like each other. I mean, LeBron brought him here. 
A lot of press conferences, laughing, a lot of respect. Body language always great. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. We're going to the Super Bowl. Take a look at our amazing set in Arizona. We will be there tomorrow and Friday right outside State Farm Stadium. We'll have great guests getting ready for the Chiefs and Eagles. Catch it all this week right here on The Herd. Gigantic, very alpha set. A lot of wimpy sets out there. (laughs) Flimsy, flimsy sets. Uh, This is not flimsy. It's very, it's the best. It's the very best. Big, strong, powerful uh, we will be on that set tomorrow, and uh, we will mock and roll our eyes at less substantial sets uh, from other places. Ours is very, very powerful. So uh, there was something that happened at the end of our show yesterday. I'm trying to get through a show without Aaron Rodgers. He makes it very difficult. 
he keeps going down these rabbit holes and making big proclamations and saying stuff, and it's newsworthy, so I end up talking about him. I, was try- I almost got to the end of the yesterday's show, and I was almost through, and all of a sudden, the story popped up. So basically, Aaron has said now he's going on a darkness retreat. He said, I got a pretty cool opportunity to do some self-reflection in some isolation. You notice with Aaron in the last few years, everything's self, some self-reflection. And then after that, I feel like I'll be a lot closer to the final decision. He's not going to have the final decision. He'll just get him closer to it. (laughs) So first of all, I'm into meditation. I'm into therapy. I'm into spending time with yourself. I think we, 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 we run around when we have kids sometimes and we become like taxi drivers and Uber drivers and this practice and that practice. We just don't give ourselves time to reflect. And, uh, and then, you know, the better parent, the better dad, the better person, the better employee, we don't give ourselves enough time. So I try to and fail all the time. But I'm, I'm for meditation. Um, I, I, we're not used to it from star quarterbacks in the NFL. The Hollywood crowd, uh, young people kind of self-absorbed, trying to manifest their destiny, uh, hippies. It would be a lot of people, you'd hear this stuff, and it just would be like, oh, yeah, totally, I get it. You know, star quarterbacks, not so much. So I really do think Brady and Aaron Rodgers are polar opposites. So, you know, Tom's got a real close family. Aaron sort of disconnected from his. Tom's all about structure and reliability and methodry, uh, um, the method to the TB12 method. There's a methodology to it and there's structure to it. And there's a repetitive nature to Tom Brady's career. And Aaron sort of, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, he's a jazz musician sort of making it up and riffing. He often throws with his feet off the ground. Um, he leaves us all sort of guessing. He's disconnected from his parents. We don't know if he'll be at the OTA. We're not sure when he's going to announce his retirement. And I think the downside to that isn't for Aaron. The downside of that is those around him. Whereas you could count on Derek Jeter, a lot of structure. Count on Elway, a lot of structure. Count on Montana, on Brady. On LeBron, you know they're totally committed, so you can count on them. Anthony Davis's issues are his fault. It's not LeBron. LeBron gives you the same effort, the same dude, the same work ethic, the same commitment every night. When you decide to be a jazz musician, ad-libbing, making it up as you go, it's not necessarily bad for you. It may be a better way of life. It is harder for those around you because they don't know what they're going to get in the offseason. They don't know what they're going to get on Sunday. They don't know what kind of mood you're in. They don't know how committed you are. It's very self-satisfying. It's not necessarily a bad way to live. It doesn't make him more or less human, but I understand trying to find yourself. But he has always been more of a jazz musician, whereas I know what I'm getting from LeBron And that makes it easier to be a LeBron teammate. The reason he's struggling now isn't a LeBron issue. It's a front office issue. The reason he won in Miami is because very structure-driven LeBron joined very structure-driven Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley, D. Wade, work out every morning, eat a certain way, commit a certain way. So when you're kind of, you know, ad-libbing it through life, it's not bad for you. It's disruptive to those around you 
who can't depend on you. I, I take pride in the fact I show up at the exact same time basically every day for 30 years doing this. It's not just about me. It's about everybody else knows he'll be here then. We can build the show then. We can do prep then. We can book guests then. It's about the people around you. And I think that's the difficulty with Aaron, and I think that's the position Green Bay's in right now. Everybody's just like on eggshells. Well, is, should we draft a young receiver? Will he be there for OTAs? Is he going to make up a decision? I, I, I've said this before. Most great careers are based on repetitive excellence. They're, re, they're based on a methodology. And it's not just for the athlete. It's for the organization and the people around you. If you commit to me, then I can commit this draft pick to you and this money to you and this coach to you and this. With Aaron, it's hard. He's just sort of making it up as he goes. So I'm not opposed to meditation. But even in Hollywood, right, if you look at the great careers, Spielberg, Hanks, Cruz, Denzel, there's a certain commitment and dependability from them. Meryl Streep, go to all of them. There's a structure, and that allows people around you to go, okay, this is what we get from Denzel. This is what we get from Tom. Tom's a workaholic. He's really demanding, but he's demanding every day. He doesn't change on Wednesday. Loosey-goosey Wednesday. Tom doesn't show up Thursday. And that, I think, is the problem with self-reflection, manifesting your destiny, being a jazz musician. Everybody's just sort of all the time waiting to figure out what to do, and I think it makes it harder for organizations, this is why Mahomes was very smart. Remember what Patrick Mahomes did? Mahomes very early said, hey, I'll take less money. What did that send a signal? It's all about winning. I'm about winning. Mahomes structured a deal that was very, very team-friendly. That everybody, the GM, the owner, the coach, Travis Kelsey, everybody now knew, I can't, be a, I can't be a ball hog on money. The best player on the team is about winning. So it sends a message. Guys, if you're about the most money, Tyreek Hill, go play in Miami. If you're about the most money, go play somewhere else. In Kansas City, we're about winning. Tim Duncan, very early in his career, it's about winning. Brady about winning. Jeter about winning. But Colin, I guess my issue is in Hollywood, these guys who are actors and actresses, you know what you're going to get from Denzel for the four months you're shooting the film. Right. And then it's over. Gone. Everybody goes their separate yeah. ways. You know what you're getting for Tom Cruise uh, on Maverick, uh, as Maverick in Top Gun 2. You know what you're getting for four or five months. As part of a team, Aaron Rodgers needs to do what you're saying you do. Yeah. Every day, show up and be repetitive. This is a guy who pretty clearly can, doesn't know, understand himself. Why don't I get along with my family? Why can't I keep a relationship and get married? Like, he is... He's not really built at this stage in his life to be part of a team, I don't think. Yeah, no, and I, this darkness retreat, I was reading a lot about it. Seems like a guy who's probably going to retire. He's got enough money that even though he's owed a lot, what do I need that for? I want to go do my thing in ayahuasca and find myself. You can't do that when you're part of a team. Yeah, and, but even the great Hollywood people, it's not like Denzel only commits to work four months for the movie. He's constantly writing. He's collaborating. Yeah. He's dealing with studios. Like these, these big Hollywood guys, the Hanks, the Denzel, all these guys, we just see them in the movie. That movie is a two-year process of commitment to directors okay, and fair. money and producers. Denzel's all in. So it makes it very easy to work. You know, the other guy, Marlon Brando, career yeah. careened out of control. 
You never knew what to expect. You couldn't build anything around him, the herd. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.